Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I'm Meg Walter in studio today with Eli McCann and Nick Morley. Hey guys. Good morning. Hi. Before we dive into what we've been watching, let's talk for just a minute about Stanley, who passed away yesterday. I don't think any of us are real comic book no. fans. I mean, I don't know that any of us mm, care. Mm, who's Stanley? The Marvel. He created Marvel. Oh. Yeah. Gone and passed. So I will say this. We have, you know, we're about to have a baby. And we've been going through names. All three of us together. All of us together. <laughs> Big news for the hive mind. And, uh, you know, with every baby name, you have to consider what terrible man uh. named that name has done something. So, like, I really like the name Harvey, but. Yeah. Not going to work anymore. Can't use Harvey. Yeah. Yeah. We've landed on Stan. And in going through my list of stans stanley mm-hmm. came up and i was like i'm very okay with oh, my baby sharing yeah. a name with stanley and i don't I, think I, I don't know anything about him he was just a goofy guy who wrote comic books well he like was the head editor of mm-hmm. all the comic books so he'd go to artists with ideas about comic books and have them write them and you know it's a billion billions of dollar franchise mm. so he built an empire He was just a goofy nice guy and now he's gone so we'll miss you stan r.i.p about to be reincarnated though uh, what? Through your womb. Oh, yes. That's weird. All right, tell me what you've been watching. <laughs> I'm sorry for ruining what was probably supposed to be a eh. thoughtful I just thought we should mention it. It was kind of a big deal. <laughs> okay, Meg. Yeah? Let's talk for one second about House of Cards. Okay. I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up. Did I finished it, it over the weekend. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a text from Eli. First of all, like crack of dawn Saturday morning. I think because you were, I hope it's because you were in New York York, and like it was like decent time there, but it was like 6 a.m. when I wake up to a text that's like, I need you to watch the last five minutes of this episode of House of Cards. And so I I watched it and it's truly the worst five minutes of television I've ever seen. (laughs) And I've seen bad TV. Which, uh, which episode? The episode. Spoiler alert, everybody, but just don't watch House of Cards final season anyway. It's really bad. So, Claire, Claire, it's the worst. I'll premise this by saying this season is the worst season of television of any show I have ever seen and truly the worst tanking of a television series I have ever seen. I mean, season one of House of Cards I thought was really good. And then the following seasons, they kept this level of seriousness, but kind of insanity that made sense within the show this last season i really truly thought throughout the whole season i was like okay we're gonna get to the end and find out that she's hallucinated all of this like there has to be an explanation (laughs) because this doesn't even make sense anymore and it was so hokey so claire underwood is now the president of the united states and this scene that i made meg watch she's constantly having this battle with all these billionaires and i don't totally understand what they're fighting about but at one point she invites this woman into the oval office and they like have some weird fight with each other and then she's like before you go let me show you something and they walk over to the big boardroom and she opens the door and all of these women are in that room and they all stand up around this table in like the most cheesy cheesy way possible and look at the door and she says this is my new cabinet and the billionaire woman is shocked that Claire Underwood has apparently fired her whole cabinet and hired all women which is a bad idea by the way and then she walks into the boardroom and shuts the door and she says everyone place your right hands on the constitution 
confession so that she can swear the oath. And she says, repeat after me, I do solemnly swear. And then she looks into the camera and says that I will take no prisoners. <laughs> so bad. I was screaming. I was just like, this can't be real. <laughs> Well, what kills me is it's Robin Wright who's respected. Yes. Right. And Patricia Clarkson, who is respected. Patricia Clarkson's uh, in it? Yeah, Diane she's Lane. A, she's the billionaire. Diane Lane. Um, no, 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 no. Patty Clarkson. Patricia mm. Clarkson. No, she's the blonde woman who's her advisor. You know, the, in that scene, uh, it's Diane Lane, Patricia. Clarkson yeah, I'm, I'm talking about another scene. Okay, I'm, what I'm saying is like this is a show that oh, has legitimate right. actors in it. Yeah, Diane Lane is in it as Why well. Why are they doing? What this? are they doing? What is? And, and Greg Kinnear too. Greg what? Kinnear. Yeah. Is in it? yeah, he was one of the billionaires. Yeah. In it. Oh my gosh. What are they doing? Surely, when they were filming this, they were like, "Oh, this is bad." They had to think it was bad. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if actors know until they I see the know. final cut. Nick, what it, so do you have any other thoughts on it? Well, the whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking, okay, was David Fincher involved in this final season? Mm. Because like you said, like seasons one and two, that was his baby. And it was like the first time you binge something on Netflix. Mm. It was one of, besides like Lilyhammer, mm-hmm. <laughs> which no one really watched. <laughs> but, um, but when House of Cards came out, it's like, oh, all the episodes are on here at once. Yeah. It's like this awesome show. And that kind of birthed binge watching. Yeah. yeah. But Robin Wright as the lead, I hated. It doesn't work. It did not work. And she ends up pregnant. She's 52. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that was the reveal at the end of that episode. I was like, what the hell awesome. do you mean? She's like, <laughs> she, they're fighting over the will of Frank Underwood. And she's like, you only get his estate if he didn't bear children. And then she touches her stomach. And then it's like this big reveal that she's somehow pregnant nine months after his death. I don't know. Also, season one, she's going through menopause. Yeah. They like make a big deal right. about That's her hot flashes. Plot point. She's 52. And... <laughs> The crazy part to me wasn't that she was all of a sudden pregnant. The crazy part to me was that nobody seemed surprised. Like, all of a sudden, she's just really pregnant, and everyone's like, yeah, the president's pregnant now. (laughs) Like, This is why we can't have a woman president. She must be a woman. Well, I read one article about it because I was just like, please tell me I'm not the only person who thought this was ridiculous, and it's just getting skewered. But one of the articles was so frustrating because it was like, this show tried so hard to be feminist, Mm -hmm. but... The only thing they could think to do with their lead character was get her pregnant, <laughs> which is kind of a slap in the face. I mean, yeah. after those five minutes, I was like, this has you said it. This has set feminism back decades. Yeah. <laughs> decades. And every literally every scene of this season to me looked like a daytime soap opera. <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. I don't want to watch it. Now. <laughs> and the fun, it, it, it's so bad that it is entertaining. OK. <laughs> and the final I don't even understand how it ended. She, like, yeah. murders somebody in the Oval Office. She, like, in this season... So, in the prior seasons, like, there's a maybe a death a season. Yeah. And it's kind of... They, like, work it out so that somebody gets killed. In this season, she just, like, starts murdering people. Yeah, in every left episode. and right. That's it's what like, the president does. It's like the baptism scene of The Godfather 1. It's like, we're eliminating... <laughs> the editor of the Washington Herald. That Sonny's no good. Yeah. <laughs> well, shoot. Oof. Yeah. So are they done? It's done. done. It's over. Thank okay. They killed it. The Lord. Okay. Yeah. One more thing that I did this weekend. It's not TV, but I saw... You, Laura Linney. Uh, my girl, Laura. <laughs> yeah. You guys you met, met Laura up. Linney. <laughs> no, I did have a New York moment with her once. 
But it wasn't this weekend. Oh, she shit. was busy this weekend. <laughs> I assume I didn't see you her. You hit her up on LinkedIn. <laughs> I did I did revisit when I was in New York this weekend. I did revisit the corner where we had a New oh, York Oh, you're uh, meet cute. Yeah. Uh, no, I saw Mike Berbiglia uh, oh. live. I went to a show. How was it? It was like one of the best live things I've ever been to. Really? It was so good. And I really hope that he does you know, a special and a it tour. gets released on, well, he, I think he toured it already and I think it's like ending now. Oh, okay. But I'm really hoping that they release some kind of special because it was, it was so fantastic. That's I awesome. Love Mike Berbiglia. Hmm. Uh, Nick, what are you watching? Well, besides House of Cards, which it's too bad it ended that way. Mm-hmm. Should have let sleeping dogs lie. But, yeah. uh, last week I went with a friend and saw mid nineties, the oh. movie that Jonah Hill directed. Yeah. Um, a 24 movie. And I think he's going to keep doing movies for A24. I listened to a podcast and he said, like, I, he said blatantly, I work for A24 now. So I mean, I, they're the studio to work with right. if you want to do what you want to yeah, do. Yeah, absolutely. What's A24? A24 is the, like... Indie studio. Yeah. Oh. Rotten Tomatoes gave it, like, a 75%. And I think I'd keep it around there. It was okay. it was really good. It was filmed on film. It wasn't filmed digitally. So it had, like, the 90s look to it. And it was kind of nostalgic. And yeah. They used skateboarders as actors, which sometimes worked and sometimes didn't. Um, Lucas Hedges is in it, who's also in every other movie that's coming out for the rest of the year and every movie next year. I don't know if I'd go see it again in theaters. I might watch it again at home, but save your money. Pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. Yeah, like there's some family abuse and Mm. some other stuff that the kid deals with. And you see like a 12-year-old like smoking pot and it's just, I don't know, a little weird, but it's a good movie. All right. Uh, anything else? Nothing. So we finished Veep, which is tragic. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, sorry for your loss. But it has... I can't take anything in politics seriously now, which I probably should be, but like this Florida recount, mm-hmm. it reminds me of the season where they want the Nevada recount and then they need to stop the Nevada recount because yeah. they realize they're going to lose. And so they're like having... They set up a protest and then a counter protest <laughs> and then another protest. <laughs> I'm like, this is all just one stupid game. Like, politics is just a really stupid game. Uh, but, you know, you have this hole in your life when uh, when you finish that's binging. The, that's the season that has the mom dying scene, right? Yes, yes. My and favorite it is, scene. It's of, even funnier the second time. Oh, my god! And then we watch a season beyond that, so we're, like, totally caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, I've filled it with something else, that hole, but we'll get to that. I saw Beautiful Boy. We're going to talk about it, so I won't get too into it. It is far more devastating than I was expecting. Really? Oh, no. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet is very charming. The fine wine of Mm, Timothy Chalamet. The fine wine. But, like, I'm old enough now that I see him as, like, he could be my son. Like, I'm not, like... The age where I'm like, oh, this is a cute boy in a movie. This is the age where I'm like, my kids could turn out like this. And so it was like kind of devastating for that reason. But again, we'll talk about that later and get more into it. What I really want to talk about is Paddington 2. Sunday night, we uh, wanted to do like a family thing, but we were all exhausted. So like, let's just turn on a movie. Paddington 2 was on HBO. I had heard it was good. Mm legitimately the best movie I've ever seen. What? I really? tweeted that yesterday. I saw your tweet. And Paddington? people were like, that's a weird joke. And I was like, this is not a joke. It is the most British movie I've ever seen. And it has like that great British baking show vibe where there's tension but never a lot. Every scene is just delightful and colorful and charming. Watching Paddington 2 is like putting on your favorite sweater. So this is a, a sequel? Yes. Do I need to watch Paddington 1? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get too lost in the plot of a bear living in London. Uh, you'll be fine. 
Wait, you really think this is the best movie you've ever seen? I am not kidding. It has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Would you? No, it says 70, oh, 92, 100. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Do you no. think you would be saying this if you were not pregnant? I mean, I did cry at the end, and I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a lot to do with pregnancy, but I didn't cry at the end of... Um, what? What movie did everybody cry in? Um, the Bradley Cooper... Oh, Star is born. Yeah, no, I didn't uh, cry uh, at the end of that. Sobbing either. at the end of Paddington. Like, sobbing. So, so for real, I can just watch Paddington 2. Yes. Is Paddington 1 any good? Yeah, it's cute, but Paddington 2 That's has... That's when they really nail it. Hugh Grant as the villain, who is, like, really self-aware about being Hugh Grant. Like, his house is filled with his headshots from, like, the 80s and 90s. <laughs> so he's, like, this aging narcissistic actor who's the villain and is just really good. Paddington goes to prison and turns prison into, like, the happiest place in the world. It's so delightful. And it reminds me kind of of, like, Napoleon Dynamite when you're watching it and you're like, I have not been stressed out this entire movie. Yeah. I have never felt any sort of, like worry or concern i'm just happy <laughs> nick are you gonna watch this i'm gonna give it a shot yeah. I, I yeah. think i am too i this you've sold me so on it this. reminds me a lot of babe oh. and of great british baking show okay well you now you've definitely wow. sold me so <laughs> okay Paddington check out Paddington on, too. on netflix it's on hbo oh okay. on hbo all right i'm um, gonna do it what is on Netflix and what has been filling the hole in my heart left by Veep is Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. Jeopardy? Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy. Are you from South Philly? I don't know. Jeopardy. I'm so tired and pregnant. Everybody leave me alone. Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. Mm -hmm. So Nick was at my house Sunday because it's family dinner. And Eli, you are welcome to join our family dinners anytime. At your house? Yes. That's good to know. Yes. Yeah. So just come on over. Okay. Um, and Nick mentioned that Jeopardy! Tournament of Champions was on Netflix. And I thought at the time, oh, I'll probably like turn that on while I'm working. It'll be one of those things. Mm -hmm. That night, Stephen and I watched an entire season. The semifinals, <gasps> quarterfinals, finals. Why do you enjoy it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> First of all... <laughs> Alex Trebek is like the worst person in life. And like hating Alex Trebek is a joy because he is so pretentious. We're like, and, and an some of the snarky comments that he makes to the contestants is amazing. Brutal. He really? is brutal. Really? The most pretentious. And we're like, Alex, you have the answers on a card. You're not actually smart. <laughs> well, we Someone else wrote these questions. Do you know he's a raging alcoholic? Is he really? Yeah. He had brain surgery. What? Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Well, now I feel bad for calling you terrible. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> anyway. Uh, you start, because it's a tournament, you, like, really get attached to some of the contestants who are all super weird. Like, yeah. so weird. Weird. Yeah. Wait, like, did you watch Colby? Did, yes, yeah. yes. Who is I'm thinking of? His suits are four times too big for yes, him. Yes, and he has, like, the eyebrows that are always in this, like, expression. His eyebrows uh -huh. never change from, like, quizzical. Huh. And anytime there's an answer about Rihanna or Beyonce, he He's got on super it. pumped. Which is like me, by the way. <laughs> One thing I've learned about myself watching this is when it comes to food, fashion, current events, and music, I know those answers really? and i know those answers better than contestants when it comes to geography and history really are you fast at answering too i always feel like even if i knew the answers i wouldn't be fast at it i'm fast watching at home playing candy crush if i was on the yeah. studio set <laughs> freeze 
Who knows? Who knows yeah. what would happen? Yeah. It is so much fun to watch Jeopardy. And it's on Netflix, so there's no commercial breaks. And you can fast forward through the chit chat. So yes. you're at like 10 minutes an episode. Oh, so you can, yeah, you can really get it through it really quickly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you start to feel like a real genius by the end. When you know something the contestants don't, you're like, you dummies. Even yeah. if it's like one question out of 50, yeah, which is usually the case. Like, I know one that all the rest of them didn't. Mm-hmm. You're like, I should try out. You should try out. <laughs> I would love to watch. So do you know that there's like a website called the Hot People of Jeopardy? Have you ever uh-huh. seen this? They take yes. screenshots of the attractive people on Jeopardy. Because well, let me say this. It's rare. Yeah. Oh, that's why it's fun. <laughs> that's like a They're not all tens. And, no. the, and the, the threshold for being a hot person at Jeopardy is lower than, say, like, if you were doing the hot people of Survivor. Or The yeah. Bachelor. Or, or normal right. things. Yeah. Anyway, one of my law school classmates was on Jeopardy a few years ago, and he, like, once a year will post on Facebook his screenshot because he made it on Hot People of Jeopardy, <laughs> and it's the crowning achievement of his life. <laughs> He's, like, so proud of it. There is, in this Tournament of Champions, the first season, a really cute guy. And he, like, definitely sticks out from, like, the guy with the mullet next to him and Colby, who's, like, got oh. the perma eyebrows. So you root for the hot one. Mm-hmm. And they never win because they're hot and they have other things going on. Watching Jeopardy makes you realize how good the spoofs are. The set of the SNL Jeopardy might be higher quality than actual Jeopardy. <laughs> They spend no money uh-huh. on Jeopardy. And they have like field reporters who go and do like questions from Nelson Mandela's cell, but yeah. it's like terrible audio quality. Really? They're like wearing shirts from Walmart. Not Just trying. crappiest production quality, but nobody cares. We all keep watching. So I had a friend who was considering a job being a writer for Jeopardy and uh-huh. like went and toured the whole place and whatever. And she said, the writer's room, it's just like this little tiny library with like a bunch of encyclopedias and they all just like sit in there and like come up with questions and then submit them and that's it Hmm. that's the full production of the show like that's all that happens yeah but it's a daily show so it's got to be a ton of work i mean really would it be if you've got a handful of writers knock out like enough questions in a couple of hours every day right yeah like if you sat in a room every day for eight hours you say okay you have to come up with a hundred questions about history a hundred questions about pop culture and a hundred questions about geography yeah. You could probably do that. I guess you could. Yeah. I've learned that watching Jeopardy is kind of like learning to play crossword puzzles. Mm. Like you need to know stuff, but you also almost more importantly need to understand the game, like how the game is played, how the writers think. Huh. And there's like patterns and stuff and you start to pick up on those. Yeah. And it's really fun. Huh. So I, I've never liked watching Jeopardy because it always makes me feel really dumb. I want to watch Celebrity Jeopardy next Uh, because I feel like I'm going to feel super smart and like Teen Jeopardy. Ooh. You know? Yeah. That was a thing? Yeah. Teen Jeopardy. Yeah, I've seen. Oh, Teen teen. Jeopardy. Oh, I thought you said teen. Oh. Teen. Teen Teenagers. Mm. So anyway, Jeopardy is streaming on Netflix. And you highly recommend it. I am loving it. So Mm -hmm. good. I stayed up till 1.30. Just because it's it moves so quick. It moves and so quick. It moves so fast, and you you want more questions just to see. I'm, I'm going to get ten this time. So, how do you feel watching it? Do you feel like an idiot, or are you like faring pretty well? <laughs> um, Ashley makes fun of me actually because like I'm really confident about some answers, and then it's like completely off, and I like say it out loud. I'm like, oh, what is Tibet? <laughs> and it's like, oh, what does Catman do? Steven says that too, with all the confidence in the world. It's a Bashamel dummy. <laughs> it's not. 
No. That's not the answer. <laughs> but it makes you feel good. It you know? makes you feel, that, yeah. That one nanosecond, you're like, I'm smarter than that jackass. <laughs> Jeopardy. Turns you, out you're not. Do you guys remember when, slight topic change, but do you remember when Who Wants to Be a Millionaire premiered and everyone was obsessed yes. with it? Yeah. Because nobody was winning the million. Yeah. And we were all like it, tuning in. Like, every, wasn't it like every night yes. for a while? Yeah. I just remember like... My family like planned events around making sure oh, that we yeah. could oh, watch. Yeah. We had the CD-ROM game. We did. Oh, we did too. <laughs> was the best. With Regis's voice. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, Remember the guy who won a million the first time? Yeah, I do. He, and he didn't even use a lifeline. He used his except, final lifeline to yeah. call a friend and yeah. be like, "I just want to tell you, I'm about to win the million dollars." Uh, and you like want to punch him, but you're also like, "That's pretty baller." I, yeah. I even remember the question. It was which president appeared on the comedy television show in the 70s laughing i think and it was nixon that, that was couldn't so have been it memorable to me i feel like it was a question about linoleum no i think it was i think it was i'm look this up i think it was uh because everybody knows that right nixon um who wants to i i got us way off topic now. so last december uh i won hq trivia okay which might be the most impressive thing i've ever done in my entire life mm-hmm and I feel like that alone makes me qualified to audition for Jeopardy. How does one audition for Jeopardy? I don't know. I don't know either. Hmm. I think you call in and they ask you some questions. Okay. If you get a certain amount right, at least this is how it worked for Millionaire. Um, if you get a certain amount right, they'll like fly you out for like a casting. Okay. I think. I don't know what their parameters are for letting people on the show, probably. I tried out for Family Feud. You did? Two years ago. I did not want to do it. But I was right, by the way. It was the question that I remembered. What? what um, with your family? Well, my my aunt like called me and she was like, we want to try out for Jeopardy, but we're trying to gather all the cool people in the family. I have like a giant extended family. Yeah, for Family and Feud. I qualified as a cool person. Congratulations. And so <sighs> it was like me and a couple of cousins and an aunt and whatever. And it was the most miserable day of my life. Oh, really? Why? We were there for like six hours. And like for the first hour, I was like, I'm glad we're doing this. And the second hour, I was like, this could have been a mistake. And then all the rest of those hours, I was like, how can I get out of this situation? Oh, no. And they like funnel you through and they make you watch like a million families go up there and pretend to play a game and they just tell you like you just need to be as enthusiastic as possible because we want enthusiasm but it's like really hard to fake enthusiasm sure. yeah so you get up there and you're like whoa yeah you know and i was like not into it at all yeah anyway we didn't make it that's I'm why jeopardy's so great because like yeah. it's no cheering like annoying like no crazy people it's just like straight questions and answers and like, when it's over alex is like well okay you yeah. won like that's it and you're like yeah. wait what it's over yeah like, the what? next episode please <laughs> let's keep it rolling and then, and then they give him a cake plate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they actually do win money yeah which is something yeah. yeah um but yeah he's like well okay good job see ya huh anyway all right jeopardy on netflix the gift that keeps on giving sounds good uh, we won't be recording next week because, uh, Thanksgiving. Yes. And the following week we will be talking about Beautiful Boy. Okay, so I now have two weeks to see it. Yes, so bring your tissues. All right. And okay. we, remember to leave us good ratings. If you like the show, if you don't like the show, why are you listening? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And we'll, uh, see you later. See you.